0: Well, it's my privilege to be the first one to bring us the first message from Ezekiel, because this is where we're switching to now. We're moving from the New Testament to the Old. But let's pray and ask God to enlighten us as we reflect on his word. Lord, we just thank you for your word. It is sharper than a double-edged sword, and it really does penetrate our hearts and our minds. As we now look at the book of the prophet Ezekiel. We pray that by your spirit you will enable us to hear and to understand what it is you might be saying to each one of us. Lord, pour your word, your blessing to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Last Easter weekend we reflected on the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus and the great benefits of forgiveness and restoration with God that we enjoy through that death and resurrection. Prior to that we had been in the beginning of the year reflecting on the letter of Paul to the early believers in Ephesus. A letter again that reminded them and us of the great benefits we have received through coming to know Jesus. A letter too that challenged us to see how important it is to live our lives now in ways that reflect the benefits we have received. Lives that show others how important Jesus is to us. Today, today we begin this new series on Ezekiel, a section of scripture that is written at the time Israel, who have failed to live in ways that are honouring to God, are overthrown by the Babylonians in a second invasion and with most of the temple articles are taken into exile. It happens in 597 BC and Ezekiel is one of over 10,000 who were taken into exile and the events and the sorrow of the people is referred to in 2 Kings chapter 24 and in Psalm 137 the Babylonians will in, actually invade Judah a third and final time in 586 B.C. But then they completely destroyed Jerusalem, burning down the temple and deporting the rest of the people. And that's in 2 Kings 25, if you want to get a bit, bit of background to this event. But these first prophecies of Ezekiel occur approximately four years after he is first taken to Babylonia and that's in 593 BC. The name Ezekiel means that God is strong or God strengthens. And this is the message Ezekiel is to bring. Despite being taken into captivity the people will once again witness God's power and God's strength. And God will deal with their enemies who are also his enemies and will restore and purify his people. This vision of Ezekiel is dated at approximately 593 BC when we are told in verse 1 he is 30 years of age. The message Ezekiel brings is to offer hope and inspiration to those in exile back then, but it also brings hope and restoration to us who believe and trust today. Ezekiel was called by God. He hears his call and he does what God asks of him. In one sense, today we are living in exile. Our everlasting home is not in this world. It's in the world to come, where we will be forever in the presence of God Himself. That is a sure and certain hope of restoration. And it's now given to all who will believe in trust Him, and follow Jesus in their life. As we begin this reflection on Ezekiel today, the first point I would like us to consider is about God's call to us. But the first point I'm making is that God calls those who love him. Prior to his capture, Ezekiel had been in training in the temple to become a priest. And that took a five-year period. It's when Ezekiel reaches the age of 30, which is the normal age for becoming a priest, that God calls him into exile to be his prophet. At that same time, God was calling prophets in other places, Jeremiah, to preach to the Jews still in Judah, and Daniel in the court of Nebuchadnezzar. But why is God called Ezekiel? God wants those in exile to know that God has not forgotten them, He has not cut them off. God wants them to understand why they have been taken captive. He wants to remove the false hope they might have had that their captivity was only going to be short. But in that he also wants to bring them a message of hope. He wants to bring the people to a new awareness of the dependence they should have upon God. And these are all important points for us to consider as we follow the call of Jesus in our own lives. We are not yet in our true home. We in a way are held in open captivity in this world in which we live. You might not see it that way, but we are. And we are waiting patiently, I think we are, for our eternal home which is yet to come. In this waiting period, God is calling us to now share the true message of hope we possess, of Jesus. And we're also to share how we are to depend and trust on Jesus in this life. And we are to encourage others to be doing the same. And this is how we will together grow in our understanding of the amazing love that God has for each one of us. And we will show it or we are meant to show it, in our daily lives. Secondly, God calls Ezekiel in visions. Ezekiel and every other exile probably thought God has abandoned them. Many at that time believed God was only present in the temple in Jerusalem. A lot of people still think God only lives in the church. He doesn't. He's everywhere. They were wrong in that thinking, and if we were thinking that way, we are wrong in our thinking too. And God proves them wrong. When he communicates with Ezekiel, he is no longer in the temple in Jerusalem. He is in Babylon alongside Ezekiel. And God calls in a vision. A vision then and today is a miraculous revelation of God's truth. Visions might seem strange to us because they're classed as apocalyptic, sorry I didn't get that word right, but Ezekiel sees symbolic pictures that vividly convey a message, an idea. Daniel and John were Bible writers who also used apocalyptic imagery as well. Why visions? The people are in exile. They have lost their perspective of God's purpose and presence because they associated it with the temple. Ezekiel brings them visions from God that are to remind them of God's glory and holiness which is present there with them and also to warn them of the consequences of ignoring God before it's too late. It's an amazing image of God's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-present characteristic. We can only understand this symbolic revelation when we focus on the main thrust of the vision and not the very fine details of the vision. We need to treat this as a form of picture language given to Ezekiel, but also given to us. Nothing Ezekiel had experienced before in the temple had prepared him for such an amazing display of God's glorious presence and power. The huge cloud, the flashes of lightning, being surrounded by brilliant light would have been pretty awesome and pretty frightening from the fire in the cloud came four living beings they show Ezekiel that Jerusalem's coming destruction was God's punishment of Judah for their sins when Ezekiel received this vision he was far away from the temple in Jerusalem which at that time is the physical symbol of God's presence in that vision Ezekiel learns God is present everywhere. God's activities in heaven are shaping the events that occur on earth. Do we believe that God still reveals and fulfills his plans today in the same way? I believe he can. Maybe not as dramatically But God still presents us with visions today if we have eyes to see. Not only in storms and in dramatic ways, but sometimes in very quiet and unassuming ways. And when God does reveal himself to us, are we recognizing the revelation? Are we listening to what he is saying? And are we willing to do what he is asking. We need to realize God is with us in every place and every situation that we encounter in our lives. He's with us in our homes, our work, our school, our business. He's with us in our sickness, in our abilities. He's in our everyday life. He's here with us this morning. And God still has plans for our life and he has plans for the life of his church until he returns. Two questions we must keep asking ourselves are, am I seeing God's plan for my life? Am I accepting or am I ignoring his plan for my life? Only we and God know the answer to that. Thirdly, I think that God is calling Ezekiel for purpose. God will at times call us to do what might seem to us to be impossible. I feel pretty sure that Ezekiel and those in exile would have felt completely cut off from God. Not only are they in a foreign land, they are cut off from their temple. And their conventional way of approaching and appealing to God. In the ancient worlds gods were tied to particular lands so it would be easy for those who had gone into exile to assume that the Lord was no longer interested in them. But God calls Ezekiel to show Ezekiel that he can be served and worshipped at any time and in any place God wants Ezekiel to remind the people he's not forgotten them, and he still has a future for them in these last 12 months so many have been unsettled by coronavirus but God is still there in the midst of it he's not forgotten us and we must not forget him We must remember, God is unchanging, even though things around us are changing. We must never doubt, we must never fear, we must never give up. Because God still has a purpose and He has a plan for our lives. We must keep moving on in faith and trust. If we are to experience the plan of God in our life, and help others to experience God's plan for their life, too. I can remember when Barbara and I were called to go to Tasmania, it seemed like an impossible proposition. To re-establish a church that was in recess, in a place we didn't know, with people we didn't know, to leave our family and our church behind, and to do my work, a large portion of which was on the mainland, so I could fund myself to do the ministry, it just log- logically, it didn't seem possible. But we did go. We trusted God, and we experienced an amazing power of God at work all around us. The things that we feared never, ever materialized. Have we experienced? The awesome power of God at work in our lives. God speaks. He speaks to you. Does he imprint in your heart and in your mind visions of things he wants you to do for him? I'm sure he does. Are you listening? Are you observing? Or are you ignoring? I would encourage you, take notice of what God is saying. Don't dismiss him and act upon the things he's revealing to you. When things are truly from God and when you completely depend on him, things will open up in absolutely amazing ways. Ezekiel is going to soon experience this for himself. Can I assure you God has called each one of us for a purpose? What we need to do is to be willing to allow him to show his, us his purpose and then go and do what He is asking us to do and then The next point, God calls Ezekiel to experience his greatness. As we look at these visions, we might not grasp what they might mean. What they all convey to Ezekiel is, again, the awesome greatness and power of God. All of these visions that Ezekiel are given are amazing, but they are difficult to understand. Those four living beings and the human faith symbolize God's perfect nature. The lion represents God's power and strength. The ox, diligent service. The human, intelligence. And the eagle, divine power over things. The wheels and various other thought to display that our God is present everywhere. He is able to see all things. He is able to move anyway. And the rainbow symbolizes God's promise to Noah. His promised to never again destroy the earth by flood. And these are the visions that Ezekiel is, giving, is given by God to remind him of God's awesome greatness and power. Can I say the greatness of God is still seen everywhere in our world today. And it's also meant to be seen in the lives of his servants. It's meant to be seen in you and in me. Our God is not restricted by anything or anyone. Those who were there in exile experienced heartbreaking events unfold before them. But they are now reminded by God through Ezekiel of his amazing power and his presence with them even in exile. Our God is not restricted. He is the ruler of life in the past, the present, and the future. And Ezekiel is given these visions to relay this to others. He experienced God's greatness by doing what God asked of him. Are we listening? And are we doing what God is revealing to us? Or do we think it's too hard? Mm -hmm. Lastly, God calls us to endure hardship. Today we experience the greatness of God as we look to Jesus, his son. But Jesus doesn't want to just be our saviour. He wants to be Lord of our life for us to fully experience the fullness of His greatness and power we are not only called to believe in Him we are called to trust Him and submit our lives to Him and when we do like Ezekiel we will find how we can experience His greatness and His power and we will experience it in both difficult and peaceful situations Every father who loves his child will, at some stage, need to discipline them, not to harm them, but to protect them and to teach them. Ezekiel was a child of God who, as part of his training, was taken into exile to endure hardship and discipline. And it was all to prepare him for further works of service, Have you, have I heard God's call to us in life? Are we ignoring His call? Are we limiting His call? Or are we following His call? Will we like Ezekiel obey and enjoy the fullness of life that God wants to give us? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this amazing example of faithfulness and trust that we see in Ezekiel, your servant. Even in the midst of extreme difficulty and extremely difficult circumstances, thank you that when you called out to him, he heard your voice, he obeyed you, and then witnessed your amazing power at work all around him. Thank you that through Jesus you called us for a purpose. Help us to recognize that purpose and fulfill them in our life. May we experience your greatness and power no matter where we might be or what situation we find ourselves in. We ask this in the name of Jesus and for his name's sake. Amen. Amen.